You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Thursday, May the 12th of 2022. My name is Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. It's always a joy to talk to you each and every Monday to Friday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day each and every day. Even when the Cardinals struggle like they did today against the Baltimore Oils and really like they did this series against the Baltimore Orioles, we saw some offensive struggles. We saw a little bit of excitement. You know, the batter inside the park home was pretty exciting. The rookie day yesterday was pretty exciting with all the rookies producing. Steven Matz was pretty exciting today. Dylan Carlson's home run, pretty exciting today. So, yeah, you got some excitement. But overall, when you lose two out of three to the Baltimore Orioles, it tends to be not a good week. When you lose two out of three to the Baltimore Orioles at home, after losing two games in a row in San Francisco, it turns into a really bad week. And that's what the Cardinals are experiencing right now. So we're going to have time on this show. The second segment, we're going to talk about the negatives and some of the, the concerns I have with this team and the things that we do need to discuss. But I want to start positive. I do. Because I think that there are some good things to talk about from this series. We're going to start with yesterday. We're going to start with Miles Michaelis just continuing a strong season. He had one walk yesterday. He struck out three. But he went seven innings, gave up only four hits, an earned run, and his ERA in the season is down to 1.49, and he's 3-1. and one. Miles Michaelis is doing exactly what he needs to do as this Cardinal pitching staff is without a bona fide ace. Right now, Miles Michaelis is pitching like that ace. I'm going to say that again. Miles Michaelis is pitching like the ace that the Cardinals need him to pitch like. Miles Michaelis... Again, he's not ever going to strike out the world. He might get 7 or 8 in a game, but he's not going to strike out 10 or 12 a game. But when he's right, he doesn't walk very many batters. He keeps the ball in the ballpark. He keeps the ball on the ground. Case in point, yesterday when he goes 7 innings, he got um, 13 ground outs. 13 ground outs to 4 fly outs. 13 of his 21 outs. It's impressive. That, that, is, that is bona fide impressive. Miles Michaelis set the tone for, for, for the Cardinals from the get-go yesterday. Didn't allow that earned run until the fifth inning. He, he is doing, I talked about this point a little bit, a little bit a while ago. He is doing what Adam Wainwright did last season. He's being the ace of this team. And behind him, today, Steven Matz was overall pretty darn impressive. Overall. This final line, he goes six and two-thirds. He scattered seven hits, three earned runs. Didn't walk a single batter. Gave up two home runs. That's that's unfortunate. He struck out seven. So, yes, yeah, Steven Matz and Miles Michaelis are on different levels right now. Miles Michaelis is obviously pitching at a higher level, higher level. And Steven Matz just continues to have good start, bad start, good start, bad start. But those are those are the two big positives for me from the pitching side of things over the last couple of days. Because Henesis Cabrera, you know, one of those earned runs um, for Steven Matz was given up after Henesis Cabrera gave it up. He, Picked off a runner, but it was a low throw to first base to Albert Pujols, so they were, the runner stole anyways. And that runner ended up coming around to score. But Nick Wicker and Giovanni Gallegos pitched perfect 8th and ninth innings, respectively. And yesterday, Jake Walsh was able to nail down the door in yesterday's 10-1 to win 
over the Orioles. So overall, pitching has been pretty solid this week. You've, you can't really complain. Jake Walsh's MLB debut, two innings, a hit, he struck out four. And even in game one when the Cardinals lost, and again, it's really never fun to lose two out of three to any team at home, especially the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, they gave up five runs, and yet you had Naughton that didn't pitch very well. And I talked about this a little bit on yesterday's show. But you still saw some good things from Andre Pallante. TJ McFarlane looked pretty good as he went two innings. He was able to eat some innings there. So you still saw some good pitching, even on the the first game of the series. So the, the, the big positive takeaway for these last couple of games for me has been the pitching. Miles Michaelis, Stephen Matt specifically. But also, we need to talk about Juan Yepes. I'll talk about him a little bit more in segment number three when I'm talking about the rookie movement. But holy cow, has Juan Yepes been a boost to this lineup. He just continues to perform, continues to hit. I mean, yesterday when he hit that home run, oh, he, 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 in case he missed it, he got to a 2-0 count in that at-bat. Pitcher flicks up a 2-0 curveball. Yepes Excuse me. Yepes looks pretty silly on it. Wasn't expecting it. You know, 2-0, usually in the minor leagues, you're going to see fastballs. Not at the major league level, necessarily, right? And then 2-1, pitcher tries to throw another curveball, and Yepes did not miss it. That man can straight up hit. He was 2-for-5 yesterday with that home run. Struck out once. He was 1-for-3 on Tuesday against the Orioles as well. Overall, to start his major league career, in his first 30 at-bats, he's got 12 hits. That's a 400 average if you're keeping track. Got two bombs, four runs driven. He scored five times. His on-base is 455, and his OPS is 1,155. Slugging, 700. Despite all the inconsistencies that we've, that we've seen for this St. Louis Cardinals team offensively to start this season, Juan Yepes has been consistent to start his career. Only 30 at-bats. I get it very, very early. Not trying to make Yepes the next Albert Pujols or anything. But he has made an impact on this team immensely. Offensively speaking, especially. And somebody else that, you know, talking about positives, trying to find some positives from these last couple days in Baltimore. Dylan Carlson is starting to find it a little bit. He was one for four today. He had an absolute rocket for a home run in the seventh inning. That was actually the first thing I saw after my finals were done today. Uh, live, obviously, I did, you know, this is getting out a little bit later because I watched the video, read some things, did research or whatever. Uh, but Dylan Carlson's home run was the first thing I saw live today. He's starting to find it a little bit. His last seven games, he's got two home runs. He's 9 for 25. That's a 360 average. Um, slugging 720. He's got, you know, he's, he's doing some good things. In his last seven games specifically, starting to get, we're starting to see the average go up. We're starting to see the on-base go up. We're starting to see it all go up for Dylan Carlson. He is somebody that, you know, I think he's a heavy volume hitter. So he's going to he's gonna have his streaks. There are times, there have been times in the past, in his short career, this season especially, where he just looks like he can't hit a changeup to save his life. He can't hit a breaking pitch to save his life. He, he just can't do it. And other times where it looks like every time he swings, he's right on it, he hits the ball hard, and finds a way to find a hole. But, you know, through 111 at-bats, 225 average, 273 on base, and the OPS sits at 633. Those aren't great numbers, but again, Dylan Carlson is up on the man. I think he's going to be improving throughout this year as, as the year goes on. 
So when, when you look at positives from the last couple of days, you, 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 we saw some excitement from this team. The Bader inside the park home run. It was great to see Arenado, Goldschmidt, Yepes, Brendan Donovan all hit on Tuesday. The Steven Matz game today, he pitched very well. Saw a diving catch from Dylan Carlson. The Carlson home run. It was close late in the game. Some positives can be talked about. And I know that there are plenty of negatives to get to. And we're going to get to them here in just a minute. But I did not want to start the show off with a rant. Because I understand that it it's May. It's only May. But the Cardinals currently sit 17 and 14, second in the National League Central. So it, it, it's, it can be really easy, just three games above 500. It can be really easy right now to start saying negative this, negative that. This team needs to fix this. This team needs to fix that. There are there's a balance to realizing that it's only May, and there's a balance to realize that there are problems that need to be fixed. One of those problems was the shortstop. Cardinals made some sort of move to try and fix it by sending Paul DeYoung down. That was at least a part of the solution for the St. Louis Cardinals. Other problems still remain. So the the positives not out of the way, but with the positives discussed, the main positives, we're going to talk about uh, rookie positives more in depth in segment three. Let's get to the negatives because at the end of the day, losing two out of three to the Baltimore Orioles, that's not good. Plain and simple, that is just simply not good. So we'll get to the negatives from this week, from this week's series. Excuse me, coming up here in just a moment. But first, our next partner has a product that I use literally every day, and I want to tell you about Athletic Greens. These things are incredibly healthy. What is it? Athletic Greens. You might have heard it, might not have heard of it. It's one delicious scoop of AG1 a day. You're going to absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, and aging. It helps just about everything. It's incredibly healthy and lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, you can have Athletic Greens. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, and artificial anything, while still tasting good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. supports mental clarity and alertness as well. And even though it has all these benefits, it is still not that expensive because it's only going to cost you about $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit you might have. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself as well because you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in your cup of water every day, and that's it. You're set. No need for a million different pills and supplements and mixing things to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mlbnetwork. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash mlbnetwork to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Cardinals fall to the Orioles today by the final of 3-2. to two. At the end of the day, it was a base running mistake that's going to play back in our minds over and over again. In case you missed it, Steven Matz gave up two home runs, one in the second, one in the seventh. Uh, Mateo and, and Ben Boom hit, hit the home runs, and then Cedric Mullins singled home Chris Owings. Um, 
Mats let Owings reach base, and then Cabrera came in and gave it the single. Dylan Carlson had a home run in the seventh, and Arenado flew out on a sacrifice fly um, for, for the Cardinals' second and what ended up being the final run. But you, you, we saw some life, some opportunities in both the eighth and ninth innings. We'll talk about the base running mistake in a little bit, but let's just go through the eighth inning. Brendan Donovan, again, I'll talk about him in segment number three. Brendan Donovan is just a Class A player. Like a, he's just a solid player. He worked an eight-pitch at-back, fouled off a couple tough pitchers with one and two strikes. He works leadoff walk. Tommy Evan grounds out to a force out on a really nice play by Chris Owings that kind of bounced off the mound. It was tough. Paul Goldschmidt singled on a hit and run. If you haven't watched my show in a while, haven't listened in a while, just a reminder, I love hit and run. I love that play from a baseball standpoint. Super great. So then you get Anola Arnado fly out. Um, Edmund scores. Goldsmith still at first base. You get Goldsmith stealing a base and advancing the third, and Yepes on a 3-1 pitch hits the ball hard but uh, to the right fielder to fly out. So you saw some some movement on the bases. You saw some excitement. Um, and you saw that the Cardinals were able to, to at least make it close late in the game. But like I mentioned, at the end of the day, that ninth inning, the base running mistake that we saw, Tyler O'Neill, that can't happen. Because the first negative we're going to talk about just has to be Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill had a monster year last year. Just absolutely monster. He's come out this year and just simply has looked lost since opening day. All due respect. He, 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 he was quoted today that could have been maybe trying to get past the arbitration stuff, the, the contract issues. It, it's past him now, so he's saying that hopefully it's going to He's going to figure it out, and it's going to turn around, turn around for him. But through 105 at-bats, he's got two home runs, 19 runs driven in, three stolen bases, 200 is the batting average, 267 is the on-base, 314 is the slugging, 581 is the OPS. All of those are career lows, every last one of them. His last seven games, he's doing a little bit better. He's sitting 241, got a home run, six RBIs. But even in his last seven games, he's got 30, 13 punch-outs. You can live with the strikeouts when he's hitting 30 home runs a year. He did that last year. You can live with the high strikeout rate when he's hitting home runs. But when he's not hitting home runs, you can't live with the strikeouts. And when he's making outs on the bases like he did to end today's game. He talked about it. He admitted himself that that can't happen. Now, that wasn't necessarily the hardest thing to admit, but that base running mistake absolutely, positively cannot happen. That's what I remember screaming that at my TV when I was watching. Right there. There was a little pop-up to shorts. You know, the little Bermuda Triangle area out there in short center field. Mateo ends up going out to make the catch. The, uh, the shortstop. It was, really, it was a pretty nice play. O'Neal thought it was going to drop. He, was, he had rounded second when the ball was caught. And he was in no man's land at that point. It's one of those plays that, like I said, it can't happen. But in the back of your mind, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, if this drops, I'm going to look, uh, this is going to be setting up a great opportunity for us. Get me on third base. Fly ball gets me home. You know, there, there's a really small reward all the way back here in the back of your head. But with, with one out there, Dylan Carlson at the plate, you're going to have Kisner coming up. The most you need to go there is halfway. Because if you're halfway and the ball drops, you can walk to second base. Or if you're halfway, the ball drops, and maybe you're, you're on your way back, and then you have to readjust and start going forward. 
then maybe you're saying, okay, it's going to be a close play at second, but then you're out at second anyways. At least that's not a double play because Dylan Carlson is going to be getting on first base. But Tyler O'Neill, I've seen a lot of people call for his head to go down to Memphis with Paul DeYoung. I struggle with that just for whatever reason. I I tend to trust Tyler O'Neill to figure it out more than I trusted Paul DeYoung. And I was a big fan on Paul DeYoung, as those of you know who talked, uh, watched or listened to this show uh, for a while. I don't think sending Tyler O'Neill down is the option. I don't know what is the, the solution to the problem. I really don't. But at the end of the day, Carlson's starting to hit. Bader's kind of sort of there. But Tyler O'Neill just needs to figure it out consistency. Because again, I'm still of the state of mind. I'm still of the opinion that this outfield, when right, is the best outfield in all of baseball. I still hold that opinion. Some of you might be saying, how can you hold that opinion when O'Neill's so bad? Because when he is right, he is really freaking good. Gold Glover. Steal a couple bags for you. He just needs to figure it out. He needs to get consistency. This offense needs to get some consistency to it as well. There's no denying that. As we move on to another big, big negative from this team. And that's the offensive inconsistency. Saw some good things over the weekend in San Francisco. Saw some good things. We're seeing a lot of some good things. I feel like I'm saying that a lot today in the last couple episodes. Seeing some good, just try to get it all together. And right now the Cardinals just aren't able to get it all together. And to those of you who have the opinion of, oh, it's only May, I understand that logic. I do. I get it. But it's only May turns into it's already July really quick. And when I talk about offensive consistency, it doesn't mean score seven, eight runs a game. That's not what I mean. I mean, don't go from 10 to 1, 10 to 3, 7 to 1. It's just up, down, up, down. I don't even know if, I was, if YouTube caught it that was, I was moving so fast in that video. But this, these are the, hopefully you don't hear that lawnmower going outside of my apartment complex. Apologies if you do. But let's, let's go back two weeks. Or a week and a half. Let's go back to... Let's just look at this month. How about that? Seven runs against the Diamondbacks. Great. Offensive explosion. One run against the Royals. One run against the Royals. A win and a loss. Ten runs against the Royals. Seven runs against the Giants. That's great. Back down to three. Back up to seven. Back down to three. Three runs against the Royals. Ten runs against the Orioles. And then two runs against the Orioles. So you're either going to win by a comfortable margin or have a slugfest on your hands or you're going to be in a pitcher's duel. This offense just needs to get more consistent. And I think that that will start once O'Neal gets going. Once a guy like uh, Harrison Bader, once you have more consistency throughout the lineup. Again, the, the, these peaks and valleys are going to happen. And I think at the end of the day, when you look at the Cardinals, I, I, I've used this phrase a lot as well, of weathering the storm. The Cardinals are in an offensive inconsistency right now um, with, with really their entire offense. Paul DeYoung being sent down, I think, is a big lift off their shoulders. We'll talk about his replacement coming up here in just a minute. But all said and done, when it's all said and done, the Cardinals still have a plus 30 run differential. That's one better than the Milwaukee Brewers. They are only two and a half games out of the of the of first place Milwaukee Brewers, excuse me, they still hold a three and a half game advantage over the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are in third place in the National League Central. So you still have some 
positives to look at after this first month and a half or so of baseball. The Cardinals still sit in a good position despite the offensive struggles, despite the struggles against playoff teams. They're seven and eight against teams above five hundred. Different categories, I understand that, but still, they made a they made a move to to try and get some change in with sending Paul DeYoung down. Early returns on that decision from a Major League Baseball standpoint are positive because of who has replaced them. And we talk a lot about the future of this team. Is it going to be Bader, O'Neill, Carlson, Flaherty? Is Kisner? Is it going to be Herrera? We're seeing a little bit of that future right now in Juan Yepes and Brendan Donovan. It was rookie day yesterday on Wednesday. And these rookies are impressing, and I want to talk about them. So we're going to talk about rookies to finish up the show and yes, I understand there's still one rookie or one minor leaguer that we want to see be a rookie come up shortly. I still have that desire. I do. But let's talk about the rookies that are here, and let's talk about really how impressive they have been. We'll do that coming up here in just one moment. But before we do, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.net because our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sport info. You can find the latest odds, news, sport developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, which are ramping up, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures, as well as um, all of your sport wagering information. It's your continued source for all of it, whether it's betting, playoffs, esports, so much more. Head to the website today. Do not delay. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions because at the end of the day, bet online is where the game starts. Let's talk about these very, 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 very exciting rookies. But before, I do want to tell you that um, Locked On Podcast Network does something that no other network does. Uh, for your next listen, be sure to check out the Locked On Now podcast. You're going to get recaps of MLB games, analysis from local experts. They're taking fans through the season like no other network. Locked On Network is the best network because of things like this. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So talk a little bit about um, Juan Yepes being a rookie in segment number one and how he has just been phenomenal. There's really not much else I can say about him other than how exciting he has been for the St. Louis Cardinals team since coming on. A couple home runs. He had a couple doubles in his debut. Yeah, they were they were little bloop doubles, but doubles nonetheless. Continues to hit the ball hard. He's going to come back down to earth. We're going to see pitchers in the National League adjust to him. We, we see it every year with every single player on every single team, right? But early returns on him have been impressive, as well as Paul DeYoung's quote-unquote replacement at shortstop, which right now is Brendan Donovan. I still think Amundo Sosa is going to win that job back. Uh, Sosa was activated today. But Brendan Donovan is going to make that decision awfully hard. And he already has made that decision awfully hard. Look at his last couple games. He's been phenomenal. He was 2-for-2 two two, um, on two, on Wednesday rather against Baltimore. Scored three runs. Three runs. Had drove in two and he walked two. He was just really good over the course of his last seven games. I know small sample size. He's four for his last 12. A home run, three RBIs, three walks. 333, that's an average. 467 in the o- uh, on-base percentage, slugging 750. Plays a really nice shortstop, professional hitter from the left side of the plate. He's a left-handed shortstop that the Cardinals really probably could have used. 
A left-handed hitter, anyways. I guess shortstop Trevor Story and the other shortstops that the Cardinals were quote-unquote linked to, but not really linked to, were right-handed. But Brendan Donovan is doing what he needs to do right now to make this a tough decision for the St. Louis Cardinals. And with the way he's hitting right now, even though he was 0-2 today, still worked a walk, still worked a really good at-bat in, in later innings, as I mentioned, still puts together a professional at-bat every time. I'm letting him ride it out. Let the kid play. Sosa's back, that's wonderful. Allows you to give Edmund a day off. Allows you to get Nolan off his seat if you want to DH Arenado. Allows you to DH Edmund Sosa if you need to, to get him in at bat. But let the rookie play. Let Brendan Donovan, let, let's see what he can really do. Give him full reins. Give him the shortstop position. Let him play it out. I think he could do great things. Early, early, early returns. I understand that, but the early returns on Brendan Donovan have been really, really good. Rookies have been pretty solid this season for the St. Louis Cardinals, by and large. We saw Jake Walsh yesterday, as I mentioned. He was um, a rookie. That was his debut. He's been pitching very well. We saw Andre Pallante this series as well. He's been a rookie that has performed well for the St. Louis Cardinals um, out of the bullpen. I think Cardinal pitching is going to have some options from the, from the bullpen this year in terms of who's going to impress. So when you look at Pallante's numbers this year, I think people forget how good he's been this season as a rookie. Andre Pallante is 23 years old. 10 games this season, all out of the bullpen. 15 innings pitched. He's got 9 strikeouts. His whip sits at 1.13 and an ERA of 1.2. Opponents are hitting just 236 against him. That's really, really solid and really, really reliable coming out of the bullpen. He's able to go more than just an inning if you need him. He's given up just one earned run in his last 10 innings of pitch at the major league level. Another rookie that has just been as advertised, if if not even better than as advertised. I think that the the, the future faces of the of the franchise when you're thinking about a Libertor, a Gorman, a Herrera. The future of the franchise faces might not be here, but there's a really good argument to say that the future core is, or some of the future supporting pieces are. However you want to look at it, however you want to define the core, however you want to define the faces, however you want to define these extra pieces, one Yepes can freaking hit. He's been hitting for the past year and a half, it seems like we've just been waiting to see him at the major league level. Brendan Donovan... Some people thought he should have gotten a spot out of spring training, and I don't blame him. But my, you know, if I had to end the day with a, with a really hot take, I don't even know if it's that hot. I'm not great on hot takes, but if I had a take on this Cardinal team, it's that the rookies are going to absolutely save the stability of this team. These rookies have been impressive this season. I don't think we've seen the last debut of 2022 for the St. Louis Cardinals. They're going to be impressive this year. I can't wait to see him. There's no reason, in my opinion, unless you, they got a matchup thing. Maybe Sosa has success against Major League Arm this weekend because he got some playing time. I don't know. But in my opinion, there's no reason that Juan Yepes and Brendan Donovan are not in the lineup tomorrow. Roll with them. Roll the hot bat. Or hot bats, in this case. If you need to start Yepes in left and DH uh, Albert, or 
do what you need to do because one yep is going to take up a spot somewhere. I understand that. Give O'Neal a day off. Something. But they both need to be in the lineup for the foreseeable future. Especially Yepes. Maybe you wait a little bit to make that take on Donovan. I get that. But Yepes, roll with it. Absolutely roll with it. So tomorrow's episode is going to be a full preview of the San Francisco Giants series. Cardinals ending the series with Sunday night game of the week. Uh, or game of the world on ESPN on Sunday night. So looking forward to Sunday night baseball between the Giants and Cardinals. So be sure to tune back in tomorrow. When I preview that series, be sure to make your next listen locked on MLB with our pal Sully as he gives you his take on the major leagues, both past and present. It's a great listen, free and available wherever you get your podcast, just like this one is. Be, please, please, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're almost at 1,000. It would be a great milestone to get. Uh, but you're also sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball right over there. And also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. So until I talk to you guys next time, be sure to stay safe. Stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.